Everybody, welcome back to the FAQ show. It's your host Dan Mori here, and I want to wish you a happy Leap Day. Super excited about today's episode. I'm actually uh, missing my my co-host today. Sharif travel and logistics didn't really work out, so I will be flying solo on this one again today and giving you an update on our progress of launching Staffing Mastery. And as you heard last week, we told you that what we were going to be doing today on our extra day of the year, the bonus leap day of the year, is we were going to be officially kicking things off with this 30-day plan and welcoming you to follow along on this journey, hopefully to learn from us, you know, learn from mistakes, hear the real-time results, and, and ideally have you launch something of your own and, and get, to, uh, get to scale. So just as a reminder, you know, we've decided to launch Staffing Mastery based on uh, my experience in the staffing industry and, and what we have growing a staffing agency to, to a national agency really from one small market. And we want to teach other people how to do that. So the plan that we decided on was the plan that Dan Henry laid out in his book, which was his 30-day plan that he used to launch his con coaching, consulting, expertise business. We looked at it and it seemed like it was a good fit for us. And I know that we've walked through that. We've talked each week about what we've been doing to kind of gear up for that launch. And I just want to, again, give you a report on where we're at and what's going on. Again, today, leap day, launch day, we're excited to go. So today was day one. And really the focus for day one, looking at Dan Henry's program, was to, to create the the overlining message or value that you are going to do. Now, we've already done this, but I will restate this. You know, and this is really that, you know, we will teach owners of staffing agencies how to grow from $2 million in annual revenue to $20 million in annual revenue based on a system that, that I've actually used and based on systems that I've actually shared with other independent staffing agency owners and have seen levels of success with. So, uh, the, the next thing that we wanted to do on day one, Dan Henry recommends creating a Facebook group. Given my particular audience, LinkedIn was a better fit. We looked at uh, Facebook, we looked at LinkedIn, and it seemed like most of our, our target audience was going to be more active on LinkedIn, which makes sense given the, that we're focusing on the employment industry and LinkedIn is really the social media for, for that industry. So we actually didn't create a Facebook group. We are going to be focused exclusively on doing this through LinkedIn. So there might be a, a differentiation there between the results, but we'll report on that. So we actually created two groups. We went in and created a staffing mastery group, which is the general community. It is a uh, it is a public listed group, and anybody can see it if they're searching it. But they do have to request to to join and get access to it. And we will verify that they are the the owners, or at the very least, senior management or leadership of a of an independent staffing agency. That's our core niche audience. So we also created a second group just to to be thinking down the road that we're going to be promoting it to, and that's really the staffing mastery expert group. And this group is going to be designed for the people that want to go a little bit further with our content and engage a little bit deeper and get into subscribing to, to some of the courses, the master classes and, and things of that nature. We're going to welcome them to a kind of a closed private group. So just those members that are taking their journey a little bit more seriously uh, can, can collaborate together. So 
those were those were created. You know, I just used Canva to create the really the 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 hero shot or the banner for those. And uh, then the next thing that was recommended on the day one plan was to go out and identify a bunch of groups where your target audience already exists. You know, kind of where they're they're congregating online. And I was able to to look through LinkedIn and I found twelve groups that really cater to this industry. They had a lot of activity. And out of those twelve groups. I found uh, one I was already a member of, so that was cool. There were 10 others that I actually requested to join and I've not heard back yet. So hopefully I'll start getting those acceptances this week so I can start really following up on this plan and I'll talk about that in a minute. And then there was one particular group that as I looked at the content that was being shared and the intention of the group, it really ended up not being the right fit. So I elected not to, to request that one. I kept it on my list. I'll review it later to see if the, the engagement level is different in the future. But as of right now, it just wasn't a fit. So, and really, when I say it wasn't a fit, what I was looking for is I was looking for forums that already exist that my target audience is using to ask questions, engage with other people. So I can jump into that conversation and I can offer insights and I can answer some of those questions and I can ask some of my own questions and I can share some knowledge and tips based on, on, what my experiences are to help them, you know, put value into, into their life and into their business and help them grow. But ideally, you know, when somebody shares a really valuable insight, you know that it's typical process for you to say, oh, who's this person? You click on their profile and it will actually take you to, to their profile and say, okay, who is this? What's going on and whatnot? And I want people to be doing that. Now, one thing that Dan Henry recommends is being able to create a link to your group directly in your uh, your banner or on your uh, your profile. LinkedIn is not as conducive as Facebook is for that. So I had to put it in my information and I'll have to update my, uh, my title or my tagline on my profile to direct people that way. However, I will also be referencing the Staffing Mastery Group when I am sharing information. So the idea is to get people that are already in these groups interested in what we're talking about and have them join our group and then be able to share best practices and, and learn from the, the tips and techniques that we're gonna be sharing on a routine basis. I believe we're gonna be setting up just kind of a, a weekly content schedule where we go in and create a post for the people that like uh, reading and, and the written posts, and also create a video uh, for the people that actually like to watch the video. And it might truly be something as simple as creating that video and transcribing the, the content from that video into the written post. So we can basically you know tackle or provide value to both mediums there. The uh, the other piece was creating that call to action, you know, something to the effect of, do you want to grow your staffing agency to 20 million in annual revenue? Join my free LinkedIn group, Staffing Mastery. You know, that's really the, the, the tagline of the promotional piece that we're going to use that hopefully people will see when they, they move from the group that I engage in over to look at my profile and then ultimately into our Staffing Mastery LinkedIn group, right? So the next thing on there was to actually create a welcoming video that we can actually, that when people come to the Staffing Mastery Group, they're gonna be welcome, not just with a descriptor of, hey, this is what this group is about, and you know the, the rules to abide by, but something, a video that just says, hey, welcome to this group, this is what we're about, we're glad that you're here, and this is what we hope to deliver to you, and this is what we hope that you can share with the group, right? Something in there, uh, it is beneficial if you can actually share some tips that, you know, that can kind of draw their attention right away and be like, okay, this is great. This is a useful tip. This is a good group to be a part of. I'm going to pay attention to this one, you know, going forward. So that's, that's really the ideal of what you want to do. So I did create that post and actually put it in there. Again, one differentiation between doing this on Facebook versus LinkedIn. 
when you create a group on Facebook, they actually allow you to pin a message or a video message, or really any post to the top of the group. So it's always there. LinkedIn doesn't allow you to do that. So we're going to have to, to work through that one logistically and see how we can keep that, that post fresh. I think what I can do is, is actually just create new welcome videos on a regular basis and post those. I think that will actually help me re-strengthen my message and actually be sharing tips that seem to be resonating better with the group through the engagement we'll be having. So I think that's how we're going to get around it, but I'll keep you posted on that one. You know, uh, one of the things that, that Dan recommends is, is to spend the afternoon of day one going through these groups that you've just, you know, joined and engaging with LinkedIn and probably with Facebook as well. There is a, an acceptance process. It's probably a little slower with LinkedIn because that, again, that's the, that's the Monday through Friday, nine to five social media, if you will. So I'm anticipating being accepted into those groups probably at some point on Monday, and then actually I can spend my days two through five of the plan engaging with people and drawing their attention over to Staffing Mastery without being super spammy, promotional, salesy, none of that stuff. We're truly going to do this by offering insights and value to people that, that they can actually benefit from. And the ones that are intrigued enough to come over on their own accord and check us out, that's who we're looking for. You know, we're not trying to be the ShamWow guy and, and saying, hey, do this and blah, 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 and come do this. That's really not what we're trying to do. You know, and then the, uh, uh, the, the other thing that he mentions that goes along with that is welcoming new members into the group. Seeing as I haven't really been able to engage with anybody yet to bring them over, that didn't happen today, but we will focus on doing that as a, as a routine basis. Anytime somebody new comes to the group, we're going to welcome them, you know, very specifically by sending them a direct message, welcoming them with a public message in the group and, and really bringing them into the community so they can learn and benefit from, from this group and, and grow their, their agency. And then the last thing that he, that he recommends doing just really as an administrative logistic thing to get out of the way is setting up a Stripe account, just having that done. So when you actually get down to later in the 30 day plan, you know, around that, that two and a half, three week mark, when you actually have your first paid webinar, you have something you can actually process payments. Now, this is something I went in and I did, I set it up. It was pretty quick. Now, I think that I'll have to actually end up going in and creating different products with price level points to make this, uh, this streamline, but I'll focus on that in, in later weeks. But as long as the account is set up and ready to go, I think that we're in good shape. So, so that is really what we've done specifically today on launch day on day one. And that's really what your, what your day one might look like if you're launching your business. I will just let you know that there's a couple other things that I focused on, you know, this week. Still kept looking at the uh, the hook story offer, making sure that we were good there. Kept looking at the uh, something I wanted to share, and this is actually uh, pretty pretty important. But it's uh, I might have mentioned this last week, but it's called this is called the story inventory. So obviously, when you go along with hook story offer, you know you have to have a story, right? Like that's that's literally like you know thirty three percent of that formula, and probably even a more greater percentage of of what drives people to be engaged or connected with you. So in order to have a really good story, you should have a story inventory. You should think back to, you know, what, what was the actual story that was going on in your life that led to your epiphany, that led to this change and this journey for you to become this expert, right? Like what was that story? So you can tell that story, you know, and start thinking about all the, the different objections that you might encounter. Sometimes it's, you know, objections that you might not even encounter. They're just beliefs in your target audience's mind that they might never share with you. Be thinking through those things that because you're going to have to overcome those mental objections. And the best way to do that is through a story, right? So if you think about, hey, this is an objection that somebody might have. They might think that, you know, this program or this product or this service won't work for them because of X. 
you know, and I'll tell you, so, you know, one, one of the objections that I anticipate my target audience having with staffing mastery is if they've tried sales and those salespeople have not really worked out very well, you know, and then what happens is the, the owner or the manager that hires the salesperson starts to put a little bit of guilt and responsibility on themselves for hiring a bad person, making a bad hire. And I'll tell you, like, that's kind of embarrassing given the industry that we're in. Like we, we get paid to make good hires, right? So when we don't hire a good salesperson, we kind of take that one a little bit harder internally than, than we would ordinarily. So that's a, that's, a, that's a belief that they might be struggling with. They might be saying, hey, this program's not gonna work for me because I don't really have a salesperson or I don't know how to manage salespeople or I don't know how to hire a salesperson, right? So that's something that I'm gonna have to overcome with a story and it might sound something like this, you know, when I started out in this industry, I had no experience whatsoever. I didn't know how to talk to HR managers or, or company owners. I had no idea how to sell this, this type of business. Like I'd always sold a tangible product, a phone, a car, things that you could, I could literally just do a walk around and demo, you know, but I didn't think it was appropriate to bring like a person to my sales meeting and kind of walk around and show the features and benefits of the people that we might be placing. Right. So uh, so I had to think about how do I actually sell this, you know, so I went through a lot of high-end sales training courses and I, I paid a lot of money to learn this. I talked to prospective customers and learned about what are they interested in. And I started to realize that there's a certain way to sell this that is just a system. And once I learned this system, I realized I could sell this. There was just certain things I needed to cover, certain questions I needed to ask, certain answers I needed to get. And then based on that little process, I could actually get the prospective customer into a position where they'd be interested in doing business with me. Okay, so I went from not knowing how to sell this to learning some really, really cool techniques to being very good at selling this, right? And I can teach that to you. So that, that might overcome that first belief and that's, that's a true story that, that that happened and I can expand on that or even reduce that even, even further depending on the medium that I'm delivering and how much time I have. You know, then you get into the people that say, well, I have a salesperson, but I don't know how to manage them. I'm not very good. And this is really, I, I encounter this a lot, especially with, uh, with independent staffing agencies and the target revenue range that we're, we're talking to. And then really, it's kind of like, you know, salespeople are from, from Mars and sales managers are from Venus. They speak two different languages, right? And a lot of times that's actually because the owner of the agency doesn't really have a foundation or a background in sales. You know, and if you don't know the process yourself, you're going to have a really hard time managing the process. You know, so what happens is you tend to just send your salesperson out to, to spray and pray, right? Like, oh, go talk to everybody, tell everybody how great we are. And then the ones that are really, really desperate and like they need like our services, like they will just identify. And yeah, you might get some success with that, but that's really not going to be an ideal method to, to grow your business. So, so again, a story that I might have is, you know, when I was growing my business and I was the only salesperson doing this, it was okay. But at some point I got to a point where I couldn't bring in enough business and help support the business operationally to grow past that two to 4 million in revenue. So I knew that I had to hire a salesperson, right? And I was, I was concerned. I didn't know how to hire a salesperson. I didn't know how to manage a salesperson. I didn't know how to speak that language and make sure that we were doing that. So I took some management courses and I learned how to do this. And I, and through that whole evolution process, I actually was able to create a system that would make sure that the salesperson and myself were always on the same page. We were always saying the same thing. We were always focused on the most important metrics to growing sales. You know, and most importantly, I created these tools that allow me to actually create forecasts and create sales plans that I can just give to my salespeople and say, hey, this is what I need you doing on a regular basis. 
you know, so it's really a management structure to make sure that, you know, I can effectively manage a salesperson, right? And it gives the salesperson the guidance that they need to go out and do the work that they need to do to drive value for the business, right? So, so that little story right there might actually, you know, overcome that belief of I'm not very good at managing salespeople or I've not had luck managing salespeople or setting goals or forecasts, right? So that's like, that's just those couple stories are part of the story inventory that I've created to help address some of the, the beliefs or objections that I might encounter as I'm trying to open people's minds to a different way of doing things that will actually help them achieve the goals that they have for themselves, right? So sometimes the biggest objection you're going to have or the biggest roadblock you're going to have to helping somebody out is in their own mindset, you know, and you have to help them overcome that before they can actually trust you and move along on your program to go. So, so that's why I spent some time really developing my story inventory, making sure that I knew that I had a story that could actually relate to each step of the journey. And then I'd be prepared to deliver that story, meet people where they were at to help move them on this, you know, kind of up that value ladder that we've talked about at great length last time. So that's something that I focused on. Something else that I thought was a great technique that I learned from Russell this particular week was a way to, to really drive home the point of your story or to take foreign concepts and make them familiar through the use of stories and that story inventory. And it's a technique that's basically called the kind of like technique, right? So one of the reasons that salespeople or anyone have a hard time you know, getting new customers is because we go out and we speak techno babble. You know, we're, we're experts in our industry, so we go out and we start telling people all about our industry, all about using these technical terms and the whole nine. What happens is the people we're talking to, they might not be as familiar with our industry, so we might say something that loses them. And as soon as you say something that the, your prospect gets confused on, they really stop listening. They, they get hung up at that one point and they stop and you keep, you keep going, right? And then you create this disconnect. You know, and then you're driving this kind of this wider divide between you and your prospect and then a sale can never happen, right? Like the only time a sale actually happens is when you and the prospect arrive at the same place at the same time and then you agree to move forward doing business, right? So you have to make sure that you're bringing people along the right way and the best way to do that is again through stories, you know, and, and you can use this kind of like technique. So if, if, I'm, if I'm telling you something and say I'm talking to my target audience and it's something along the lines of, Hey, if you've ever struggled with managing a salesperson and actually, you know, creating a forecasting tool that goes into place that allows them to give them a roadmap to follow, you know how frustrating that can be. You know, I've created this tool to do that and it's kind of like a cookbook. I literally break down all of the instructions word by word, shows you exactly what to do, you know, so you can actually, you know, deliver this yourself. It's a simple recipe that you can follow for success. See, it's kind of like a cookbook, right? People can imagine what a cookbook is like. It's got all the ingredients. It's got all the instructions. This is what you do. And this is the result, right? So that's the kind of like, you know, technique that you can do. So if you're ever trying to explain a complicated topic, just use the kind of like, you know, framework to actually relate it to a story that everybody can relate to. And it's got to be, again, it can't be something else in your industry. It has to be something that's pretty universally recognized. You know, it's like, Hey, I've created this really, really cool management dashboard and it has all, you know, it takes all the KPIs and all the behaviors and it displays them in, in really meaningful ways to help you manage your business. It's really kind of like the dashboard of your car. You know, it's going to show you the most important things that you need, like how fast you're going and what your fuel is and things like that. 
right? And it's going to show it in an easy way that's right in front of you that doesn't distract you from doing the thing that you need to be focused on, which is actually driving your car, right? So that's, that's just another example of that kind of like technique. I thought it was brilliant, you know, so I'm going to be focusing on that. Like, how do I explain a, a complicated technique to someone that might not be as familiar with it? And then using the kind of like, and then relating it to a story that I've now put into my story inventory. And I'll just know that ahead of time. So I'm not having to think of it on the fly. So those are a couple things that I focused on in this week leading up to this, just kind of getting ready to launch this. And then that's what I did on my day one here. And I know uh, I chatted with Sharif this morning. We're all on the same page. Again, he really wishes that he could have been here today. Just logistics didn't really work out for us to, to get this episode uh, the same place today. So but he will definitely be back next week and we will be reporting on what we do days two through five. And just to give you a sneak preview of that, it's a little bit more of the same. So really the only, only thing that we focus on in, in days two through five, or really that, that kind of the first critical week, according to the Dan Henry plan is, you know, continue providing value in those other groups and networking. So the groups that I've joined, those, those 11 groups that I'm going to be a member of here in the coming days, I'm going to be in there just adding value, just finding people that are making comments, asking questions, contributing. I'm going to be commenting, engaging, liking, and again, adding value. I'm going to share real world experience that I have that can help people move forward in their, you know, their journey. And I'm also going to create valuable threads. I'm going to create some original content and share in these groups to say, Hey, are you struggling with this problem as it relates to growing your business? Are you struggling with this problem as it relates to growing your business? Have you had a hard time hiring a salesperson? All these different things that I can start to basically be pulling from, you know, the valuable content that we have to, to post in there. So really that's, that is all it's going to be designed to do this next week is just engaging with that audience and, and creating interest, creating some, some critical mass when it comes to the traffic. You know, and then we'll actually close out. I'm not sure if we'll get to date the day six task before we record again, but day six is really just creating a, a Google survey or some sort of form that's the free training survey, okay? So based on creating a, a week's worth of value and engagement this upcoming week, we wanna culminate that with creating a survey that's gonna be promoting the first free training, you know, the first coaching session that we're gonna do and we're gonna record you know, and really the, uh, the concept of that, just looking at the notes here is to ask some questions based around what the audience wants to learn. You know, it's going to be like, Hey, what is the biggest thing that you'd like to know about growing your business? Right? That's it. Like, what is that question? And then hopefully you can get some answers there. And then beyond that, it's ask them what's holding them back. What are the obstacles in their way? Like, Hey, what do you, what do you feel is the biggest internal obstacle to you achieving this, this success? You know, and then what do you believe is the biggest external obstacle that is holding you back from achieving growth in your staffing agency, right? And then that's really going to be the, uh, the focus for day six in, in getting that. And once we get that information, the responses from that survey, we're going to use that in our marketing. You know, so if somebody comes back and says, the biggest challenge I have with growing my staffing agency is not knowing how to prospect customers the right way. Or, you know, we don't really know how to do email marketing effectively, or we don't really know how to manage salespeople or how to hire good salespeople, whatever those things might be, you know, we're going to pick three of the most common answers and that will become the three bullet points for the training, right? It's going to say, Hey, you know, would you like to learn how to hire and manage salespeople effectively? Attend this training. Would you like to know how to make an effective cold call? Attend this training. Would you like to know how to, you know, draft an email marketing campaign that's going to convert at a much higher rate and generate more leads? Attend this training. 
right? And then now based on their feedback, then I'll start to shape the, the outline for the, the free training course, right? And then I'll use their responses in the, in the marketing piece of it. So this way I know that, you know, the marketing we're putting out is going to be directly connecting with the, the target audience. So that's the, that's the value of it. That just kind of gives you a sneak peek of, of, of what we're going to be doing over the next week and what we're going to culminate with. So on next week's episode, you should absolutely hear uh, how the engagement piece is going with these groups. You should hear how, you know, the, uh, the creating of the, the survey form went and if we're starting to, to get some responses back, hopefully. And that's, that's really where we'll be on the journey next week. And I really look forward to you tuning in. If you have questions about this episode and what we did this week that I didn't cover, certainly let me know. And if, you, if you're actually starting something and you're launching along with us and you're kind of just trailing that one week behind to say, hey, this is what I'm doing, and you want some additional guidance you know, or clarity on what we're doing, certainly uh, reach out and let me know that too. I'd be happy to, to have you on this journey with us. But with that, that's all I have for you this week. I hope that uh, you enjoyed that. Hopefully you got something out of it and hope that you are really going to be enjoying watching us on this journey. I hope you have as much fun as I'm having doing this. And I know, again, uh, Sharif wishes he could be here. He'll be back next week. And I thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. 